0: And I think with my next contraction, all I could say was
1: ring of fire. Welcome to the Happy Home birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. what makes for a birth that encourages immediate connection with your baby was surprise car birth the first thought that came to mind no maybe it will be after this story hey there happy home birthers and welcome to episode 200 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I cannot believe we've made it to such a milestone. When I started this podcast in early January of 2019, I just did not know how far-reaching it would be and what a community it would create. I am so grateful for every single one of you. Now Today, we are speaking with Shelby and Jenna, two sisters who have supported each other throughout their pregnancies. We'll be talking about Shelby's story specifically today and how Jenna was a very big part of her very unusual experience. Let's jump into the interview. Shelby and Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes, so excited to be here. Awesome. So before we get started, since there's three voices here, why don't we take just a few minutes each? Shelby, we'll start with you and then Jenna, for you guys to just introduce yourself and your families to the listeners. Okay. Um, Hi, I'm Shelby. I
0: have been married to my husband, Ethan, for nine years, and we have two kids together. One, Indy Ray. She is two and a half, and then Cohen is seven months. Beautiful. Beautiful.
2: Um, I'm Jenna. Um, I've been married to my husband, Kellen, for seven years. We have three kids on earth, um, our oldest by adoption, and then our youngest two daughters are uh, biological, and my youngest was born at home.
1: Beautiful. And Shelby and Jenna, you two are sisters. So this makes this interview so special. Um, We've got a really, really beautiful story to share with everyone. So I want to hand it over to you where, let's start from the beginning. Shelby, do you want to start, um, at the beginning of this pregnancy, um, or I'll, I'll take it, let you take it over. Okay, absolutely.
0: Um, so this pregnancy, um, we, we had tried for, I think it was eight months, um, before we got pregnant with him and, when we got pregnant, obviously we were really, really excited. Um, probably about 10 weeks, I started experiencing, um, perinatal depression. And that's, if you don't know what that is, um, I did not know that it was a thing. Um, it's kind of like postpartum depression while you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. So my pregnancy was really hard. I'm really sick in pregnancy anyways throughout the whole thing. Um, But just having that kind of over me, it was really, I would say I felt guilty most of my pregnancy, just because I was so unhappy about the pregnancy. And I felt like that was like bleeding over into my baby, like being upset about being pregnant. Um, So that was just, and I say that because I feel like more women need to hear that, that if you feel like that during pregnancy, you are not the only one. And that doesn't make you a horrible mother. It doesn't mean you don't love your child. Um, it's just, it's like postpartum depression. You can't control it. It's really hard. Um, but I promise that you will get through it. So like, as soon as I had him, all of that went away, but I'll get into more of that. Like, when we get to that part of the story. Um, But that was kind of my um, pregnancy. Uh, Also, um, Jenna, and if I could say anything, get a doula. (laughs) Jenna was basically my doula through both of my pregnancies or both of my children anyways. Um, But she was kind of there to help me with all the prenatal things like the the vitamins, the herbs, um, all the information. Mm -hmm. So um that was really helpful as well. And I feel like really prepared me for um my unmedicated birth, which my daughter was also unmedicated. Um that's kind of a crazy story as well. She was born early. Um but like this time I was trying to get more in the mindset of um, like knowing what to do with my body. And I was just telling Jenna, like knowing when to control your body and when to let your body do what it needs to do. Ooh, that's Um, good. So I was really focused on that. And I felt like uh, when I did go into labor and realized that it was actually labor, that I really honed in on that. And that's what helped me through the whole labor and delivery
1: Oh, that's so good. And Jenna, so it sounds like you were really acting in this doula role, really from with both of Shelby's pregnancies and births. But what got you interested in that role?
2: Um, so I photographed, so I'm a photographer, and I started getting really interested in doing birth photography. And it was coming up on five years ago that I photographed my first birth. Um, I did not have any um, kids on earth with me at the time. So I, you know, was just like super enthralled with the idea of it. Um, But then when I um, got pregnant with was my middle child, um, I had a lot of fear wrapped up in. I wanted to have a home birth. I liked the idea of it, but I had a lot of fear around loss. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to stick with the hospital birth and all that. Um, So through like researching, especially through my um, going through a lifestyle change to get pregnant and then to um, maintain the pregnancy and all that, um, it really like led me down this uh, (laughs) path. I want to say it's just a path, but really it's like, it's, it's a life takeover, right? When you're like, become obsessed with birth. Um, and so when Shelby got pregnant with her first, um, it was our, so our, our daughter, our, my middle child. And her oldest are seven months apart. So they're really close in age. And so we kind of got to experience a little bit of that together. And um, I was kind of like forcing her to do the things. I'm like, no, you have to take this. Like, I'm going to make you take this. Um, Let me give you my, you know, give you my herbal tea. Like, you know, we're going to do all the things. And so, um, but then it's just gotten uh, more and more of an obsession and a love for wanting to, be a support to women in general. Like I would love to become a certified doula um, so that I can serve other moms, but especially to my sister. I'm like, you are stuck with me, so (laughs) I'm going to do all of this and you're going to accept it. Um, But it ended up working out like so well. And of course, Shelby has been there to support me through both of my births as well.
1: Mm. That's so beautiful. I love to see sisterhood like displayed in that way. And, you know, when you think back to what birth used to be like, like the before times of, uh, you know, all the hospital and intervention, it was so family-centered and this sisterhood relationship was more common. Um, but I don't feel like it's as common. So to be able to see it and hear about it is is really beautiful.
2: So Thank you. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. Shelby, let's hear, um, okay, let's hear a little bit of what this pregnancy was like and if it differed from your previous experience at all, or if you had made any changes between that one and this one. I'd love to hear about that.
0: Yeah. So um, with my first pregnancy, um, it was a little bit of the opposite. Like with that pregnancy, we had tried for a little over a year Um, with her. And then once I got pregnant, I instantly felt connected and I was super like joyful through that pregnancy. I was sick through it as well, but that wasn't, it really didn't hinder like my mindset on the pregnancy. So, um, that was a really good experience with her. Like I had mentioned, she came early, um, It was a spontaneous water break um, and it was a four and a half hour labor. So um, it was it was wild and not what I was expecting. But um, it was I feel like it was a really good situation for what it was. Um, But moving on to this pregnancy, like I had mentioned, I was really struggling mentally with it, which was so odd to me because I did not feel that way with my first. So I thought like, you know, what is wrong? So then when I started looking into it, I was, I saw like, oh, this is a normal thing. Like, this is not just me. So that made me feel a little bit better, but it was still, you know, it was hard to think about after he was going to be here. Um, just because I did not want that to bleed over into my postpartum, because with my daughter, she was in the NICU, and our connection was, um, I would say, tainted is a good word. It was so hard to get back that connection after she was there, Um, and our breastfeeding journey ended very shortly after she was born, which was you know, upsetting because I had planned to breastfeed. Um, so I was really worried about that because um, I had not experienced a really good postpartum. And I did not want my current mental state to bleed into my postpartum the second time around because I was determined that it was going to be different, that, you know, he was going to be full term we were going to breastfeed for as long as we could. Um, and that there would be more of a connection. So I was so upset when I did not feel that connection during my pregnancy. Mm. Um, so at the end of my pregnancy, um, cause I did have, I was planning a hospital birth, um, and I was a little worried, um, that he would come early. So that was one of the big reasons we ruled out a home birth. Um, Because honestly, I saw Jenna's, I was there for Jenna's home birth and it was beautiful and peaceful. It was, you didn't even know she was about to have that baby. She was like, so serene. and I was like, I really want that. But um, I was, you know, just a little concerned that I would have another early baby. So we reached thirty-six weeks and I'm like, okay. You know, he might, you know, he might come early, but we we have hit that thirty-six week mark. So I was just relieved about it, knowing that like, you know, if he comes anytime now, it if he has a NICU stay, it won't be as long. And hopefully, you know, he holds on a little bit longer and then we can just go right home from the hospital. Um so we, we hit exactly 38 weeks, and that's when he came.
1: Ah, oh, that's great. He, he made it. He waited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that, that brings up a really great point, this idea of your previous experience um, impacting even more so what you were going through during your pregnancy because you had experienced connection throughout your pregnancy your first pregnancy, you experienced it, felt it, it was wonderful. And then a circumstance changed and caused a difficulty with that connection. And so now you are like hyper aware of connection and, you know, this like desire to have that. Um, So I can certainly imagine that on top of you already experiencing discomfort with, with depression, like that's very uncomfortable, This added knowledge of, oh, my goodness, I really want to be connected. You know, I I want this so bad. What if, what if, what if? Is that right?
0: Right. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, that's that's really hard. Um, Was there anything that you found that was helpful in in overcoming that or was it really a waiting game?
0: Um, Mostly a waiting game. But to be honest, uh, I didn't tell anyone that I felt this way until I was like 34 weeks. Like I was in my third trimester because I felt like a little embarrassed, but also I didn't want to talk about it. And that's just kind of my personality anyways. Um, But I first opened up to my husband about it and he was super comforting and he, you know, assured me, this is, you love your baby. Like this is not how it's going to be, um, And then I think the next person I talked to was Jenna because she is the person I go to after my husband. Um, And she also assured me like, this is totally normal. Like this has nothing to do with how you feel about having a baby. And this doesn't define what it's going to be like postpartum. Um, So it was after that, that I started more so accepting it and feeling a little better about it. Um, I guess the guilt part side, you know, uh, the guilt side of it. Um, but it was still there. Uh, it didn't go away, but it did help opening up to, you know, Ethan and Jenna.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like sometimes the acceptance of it, like just being open about it is one of the biggest steps towards relief. So that's that's so amazing you were able to do that. Jenna, do you remember that time and uh, supporting her through that?
2: Yes. Yeah, so she, like Shelby said, she she tends to keep things close to the chest for a period of time. And then when she's ready, she'll talk about it. And it was, I mean, I think a part of me could see that she was struggling, but she also had a um, my sweet niece, she is um, a handful of a toddler, and i have around a lot of toddlers. And I've had my oldest is a hand like was a handful of a toddler, and she's just a whole other species of handful. <laughs> so I, I really kind wait. of felt, <laughs> oh good, so you get it. <laughs> um, but I really felt like I think I mean, and maybe that did play a part in it. You know, experiencing a pregnancy with a toddler, with a toddler, with, who's very needy. Um, and so, you know, I kind of just chalked it up to that. And then once she shared with me, like how she was, how the depression was making her feel like maybe this, maybe this wasn't like, what if I didn't want this, like, you know, whatever. And I was like, you have to go back to the truth. And that is like, first of all, like God has designed you for this he's not going to give you a child that you're not going to be able to take care of. Um, And I think what was really cool to me was seeing that like, after she had him, it was like a whole new person. Mm -hmm. And it really was something that like, I mean, pregnancy is hard and it it can affect us all differently. Um, But just seeing that switch was really beautiful and watching and getting to see her experience so many things with him that she didn't get to um, with her first because of, you know, and she should definitely share her birth experience with Indy, but, um, but comparing her postpartum period with Indy and Cohen were just like, so completely different.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Shelby, yeah. Let's hear, I I know we started with our second birth, but do you want to take it a step back and talk about that a little bit more before we jump into your second experience?
0: Yeah, Um, so I've kind of already talked about my pregnancy with her. Um, So when I was 34 weeks, it was 34 and three, if I'm remembering correctly, Um, I was laying in bed at two o'clock a.m., Uh, My husband had just come in and gone in bed and I felt something wet. And I was like, Ethan, I either just peed my pants or my water broke. Mm. And he was like, you're joking. And I'm like, no. So I get up and I go to the bathroom and I evaluate. And yeah, it was my water. And so I went in there. I told him I called The hospital, and I asked them. Obviously, I knew, but I asked them, I said, If this is my water, am I having a baby tonight? And they were like, Yes, if your water broke, you're having your baby tonight. And I said, Oh, okay. Um, So after I got off the phone, I kind of had a little breakdown because, you know, 34 weeks is not full term. And I was, you know, nervous. I was scared. I didn't know like why this had happened. So my husband, you know, calmed me down. We got everything ready. And I'm a procrastinator, so I did not have my bags packed. So we threw an extra pair of pants and a toothbrush in a bag and left. Um, So we get to the hospital. They check me. I'm a two. And let me just say this, this time, I had not, I had wanted, um, an unmedicated birth. Um, and I feel like I did just the bare minimum of research and, um, about that. So I wasn't fully into like the, the natural path for birth at that point. Um, probably a little bit more than a lot of people I would say. Um, but not like Jenna, um, which that's, that's why she was there. She was there to be my, uh, advocate. Um, so I had called her and my mom cause she, at that time, you know, people could be there. So they came, she walked in the room. And at that point I was on the floor cause I had been walking around cause I told them that I didn't want an epidural, Um, so they were letting me walk around and everything. So I was on the floor on my hands and knees and, um, that's when she had walked in and I didn't know, you know, with your first, you don't really know where you are in your stages. I thought that I was still in the very beginning stages of birth of labor, um, because I didn't know. And I had fully prepared myself to be there for at least 10 hours, um, because this was my first. And I just wanted to have a a realistic expectation of labor. So at that time, I did not know. But I was in active labor. And I thought I was in the, the beginning stages. So I'm like walking, I'm going to the bathroom and, you know, going to the bathroom, but I still did not know. And I, I looked up at my husband and I said, I can't do this for another 10 hours because this was very soon after we got to the hospital. This was probably three hours in. And I said, I, I don't want to do this for, you know, another, who knows how long. So I said, please go tell someone to get me the epidural. (laughs) And, um, he was like, OK, so my mom went to find someone right after that. I started going through transition. Yes. Um, and I was how long would you say I was in transition?
2: It was really quick because um, so it was around this point that a nurse came in and checked you again Mm -hmm. um and she was had definitely started transition because she was becoming extremely vocal she had gone to the bathroom multiple times um she was kind of going all over the place and at this point she was like i i do for sure want an epidural like someone find the doctor for me um and to put some perspective a few months prior to this she had watched me um try for an unmedicated birth in hospital. Um, and I w- went through um, 24 hours of labor before getting an epidural. So she was like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the nurse puts her on the bed and's like, let me check you. She checks her. She's like, you're an eight. And, she, and then like, The Lord in his goodness Mm -hmm. sent her a nurse who had actually, we found this out later from a friend of ours who worked there, but she had had a home birth. So she was very, very supportive of natural birth. And Shelby had said she wanted to have an unmedicated birth. And so she was like, are you sure you want it? She's like, you are already in an eight. Like, she's like, you can do this. Mm -hmm. She like the, the nurse told Shelby, like you can do this. Mm -hmm. And, Shelby's demeanor changed. At that point she was like, "Oh, I'm almost done. Like, I could do this." <laughs> yeah. So she's like, "Never mind. And it wouldn't have mattered anyways because <laughs> okay. like from like the point of her hitting transition to Indy being born, I think was like maybe all of 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, it happened really quickly. Um so um yeah, I decided, "Okay. Let let's do this. We're going to do this." Um and I pushed, I, I don't know, maybe five to 10 minutes. It was, that, it was very quick. And I think it's obviously, I think I had a quick labor because my water broke. And that's like what put me into labor. Um, so she came out. And the first thing I said was, she's so pretty. And um, they showed her to me and then they took her away. And then they showed her to me again for a minute. And then I didn't see her for, I think it was four hours. They would not tell me where she was or that I could come see her, which was the start of our postpartum journey. Um, And it's one reason I think that it was just so difficult um, because when you are in the NICU, they have, they have certain rules that they like to go by. um, And, it was really limiting um, while she was there. Um, she was there for 18 days and I didn't get to even try to breastfeed her probably until the week that she actually went home. So that's that's kind of what started our our journey with that as well. And I, I tried for two months um, and my supply just because I think that because she wasn't there
1: mm-hmm.
0: right after she was born. My supply just never picked up with yeah. and I didn't take well to pumping, I guess, because I was pumping, I was giving her bottles, um, and then I was giving her a formula. Yeah. Um, and I just and it I so it much. was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. So I decided that we had to stop that. Um when like I said, she was around two and a half months at at
1: that point. Um, But that was my story with her. Mm -hmm. And so that, yeah, I mean, it just makes it so clear why this next one, it's like, I I just want this to be different. And then you experience the type of pregnancy that you did where you're struggling and it's like, oh no, like, is it going to be different? It doesn't feel like it's going to be different. And um, so I, I, like I said, I feel like even though it took a little while for you to be able to just Put words to it. It sounds like even just putting the words to it, even just telling somebody, like, "Hey, this is what's going on," did allow you just a little bit more, like, like breathing room. Yes, it really did. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, let's talk about this. Uh, this birth experience. It is. I know it is a wild ride. So, tell me. Tell me how this unfolded. Okay. Um so I was <clears throat> it
0: was January 7th so he was born January 8th. It was January 7th at 11:15 p.m. Um I was 37 and 6 or 7. I was going to be 38 weeks to the day um on the 8th. Um I was laying in bed and I felt my first contraction which really just felt like a wave of nausea so I really didn't think much of it um, until I had two more that were pretty close together so I got up and I texted my husband he works night shift and then I texted my mom and Jenna and just told them like what I was feeling Um, up until this point I had not had any like false labor or padromal labor. So I assumed that this was it, um, especially with how close the contractions were. Um, so I waited a little bit. I started going to the bathroom. Um, and I was texting everyone, just kind of keeping them updated, mainly my mom and my sister, because, you know, they were Jenna was ultimately the one that was like, okay, we're on our way because this is the real thing. Um, but none of us knew because it was the first time I had had like any sign um, of labor. So I I think it was probably about an hour after I had started, um, things kind of picked up. So Jenna had told me, to lay down to see if that helped. I laid down and that was very uncomfortable. So I got right back up. Um, She said, try a bath, that'll stop it. So I get in the bath and it does ease the intensity. And I was like, okay, so this, you know, it stopped it. I'm not, you know, about to give birth. This is fine. So I get out of the bath, and as soon as I get out of the bath, they start up again. So I assumed that that probably just eased my discomfort. It didn't actually stop my labor. So when I had texted mom and Jenna, I said, I am going to the bathroom a lot. And they are uh, a minute and 30 seconds apart and they are lasting about 30 seconds. And Jenna said, we are on our way. So I texted my husband, I said, you need to come home. uh, Because we are having a baby tonight. Um, So after that point, I stopped texting everyone, like, I couldn't, they were getting more intense. Um, But this what I had mentioned before, a little while ago talking about having control over your body. This is kind of what that that's when this came in. Um, and this is, I'm very like looking back on it. I feel very proud of it because I was alone. Thankfully my daughter stayed asleep. She did not wake up. Um, but I spent most of my time in the living room. I was leaning over the couch just breathing through the contractions and trying not to be tense i was trying to surrender and let go and just let the baby fall and through through the this entire time i just kept praying to the lord like lord bring me through this help me overcome this fear um just bring me through the fear mm-hmm. And that helped tremendously. I felt like I was super in control. I was just breathing through the contractions. And then there was a point, and I think this is when I was starting to go into active labor that they just got intense really quickly. And I started to become fearful and I let, I think it was two contractions just take over and, if you know anything or watch videos about you know birth or labor you know what i'm talking about just like the the screaming through contractions that's you know it was not helpful for me at that point point. and i finally after the last contraction i had like that i sat up and i said shelby and i literally said this out loud um i said shelby you have got to get yourself together You need to breathe and you need to calm down. So after that, I, you know, I snapped out of it. I got back in control, started breathing through them again. Um, And then a a minute later, my husband came in and he said, what do I need to do? I told him, get washed up, get our things ready and in the car so we can go. Um, And while he was doing this, he would come in and out of the living room and I would be like, can you please give me counter pressure? Uh, So he was doing that while he was getting things ready. And my water started to break. Um, And I was like, okay, we have thinking about my last birth, which you can never do that. Don't ever do
1: that. You always do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, we have a few hours, you know? Um, And then my next contraction uh, it was a rough one and my water aggressively broke and I stood there in the living room and I just said, oh no, oh no. Like over and over again. Cause I just knew I, I knew that we were not going to make it. Mm. And, you know, I wish that I had in that moment, your, your mind is filled with so many things, and I wish I would have just said, let's stay home. But I also didn't want to say that. And then us have a baby like hours later when we could have made it to the hospital. Um, But I just, I knew that we were not going to make it after mm. that because it was the same sensation that I had right before I pushed my daughter out. Uh. Um. Yes. So, and everything felt familiar. So I was really aware of what stage of labor I was in because when I started going into active labor, I knew I was going into active labor after that contraction that my water broke, I knew that I was going into transition. Mm-hmm. So my husband came and he said, okay, we're ready. Let's go. And I said, we're not going to make it. And he was like, yes, we are. It's it's going to be fine. And I said, grab some towels. We are not going to make it. So he did. And we made it out to the car. And I was in the front seat, bent over the back of the seat. And that is the time that Jenna and my mom drove up. Okay. So uh,
2: we got there and I get out of the car and I was not planning to stay with her. Um that was not the plan because covid regulations I couldn't stay at the hospital um so I just went in case um her husband hadn't made it home yet just to be with her and my mom was getting her daughter so I look at her in the car and I was like you know I was like do you want me to come with you and she was like yes
0: I did not hesitate.
2: There was no hesitation. Um, And so I was like, okay. And I told my mom, I was like, I'm going with them. I was like, can you follow us um, so that you can get me because I can't go in with them. Um, And so they ended up calling her mother-in-law to come get Indy then. And my mom followed and I got in the car. Now, she did not have a contraction until after we left. So I did not see her have a contraction until after we left the house. So we get in the car. I was like, why don't you get in the back seat? Um, I was giving her counter pressure in the back seat. Um, and she had that first contraction. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, she is like, we're not going to make it. So she lives about an hour from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, um I had kind of said something to Ethan, like you might have to pull over. And he was like, okay, like now. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, Shelby, do you like, do you want him to pull over? And she was like, I don't know. I don't know. So she had a few more contractions and she was really vocalizing at this point, but something about Shelby in, in labor. And she was like this with both of them. And it's amazing. She takes direction really well. (laughs) So if I'm like, like deep noises like like you need to breathe like breathe them down she'll do it I'm like super impressed she's a very impressive birther like just like her body was made to do this for sure um so yeah she was like starting to bear down and we're like okay let's get your pants off um and so like, we're like trying to get her naked and, you know, she's like bearing down. Um, and so after we, like after that, I had said, you know, reach down and see if you can feel his head. Um, and so she, she did. Um, yeah. And um, I'll let you kind of share about that point until we stop.
0: Okay. Um, well, Right before she asked me, the reason she asked me to feel for his head was because I, I told her, I said, I, he's coming. And she said, okay, we'll feel for his head. And I felt down there and I said, I think I feel something, but I can't tell. Um, and I think with my next contraction, all I could say was ring of fire. And as soon as I said that, Jenna said, pull over. So we pull into this parking lot. And, um, I have another contraction. My husband, uh, asked like if he needs to call an ambulance and Jenna was like, I think we have to. And at that point, I, I definitely felt more pressure. So I asked Jenna, like the best sister that she is, if she could look down there and see if she could see his head. And. She looked down and she, I remember this so vividly. She said, there is a whole baby's head there. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, so that was it. Like we, we knew that this, this was happening. Um, ten, 10 minutes after we left my house and <laughs> oh. nowhere, nowhere close to the hospital. Um, so my husband was outside calling the ambulance because he didn't want to do that while we were in there you know bringing a baby into the world well Uh, first I had banged on the window
2: oh okay because I was like Ethan like there's a baby like (laughs) your baby's being born and he just was kind of like you got this like you you do this (laughs) um I think he was a little (laughs) (laughs) I really think he was a little like stressed yeah,
0: just a little
2: um so yeah he and it's also cold outside so there was no like opening the door and leaving it open um so he's like I mean and we're in the car it's kind of small so he was just like you got this like you guys do your thing I'm I'm busy talking <laughs> so um <laughs> so yeah then um then she had another contraction
0: yeah yeah Um, and I pushed his head out and Jenna said, grab his head. So I did. So I had a hold of his head. Um, and I'm on my knees by the way, um, bending over the seat. Um, so I grabbed his head and in that same contraction, because I just could not control myself, I pushed him out the rest of the way and Jenna caught him and, handed him right to me and put him on my chest and when when I tell you the the struggle that I had during pregnancy just instantly went away like there was such an instant connection I can't even describe it but it was i honestly magical and a blessing from the lord like it was true pure love at first sight it was amazing um but Jenna I don't think I've ever asked you were you nervous to like that we were there having a baby by ourselves <laughs> like when it hit you that we were not going to make it to like a medical professional we were going to do this
2: yeah so Funny enough, in Shelby's pregnancy, we had joked about her having a car baby because of how fast Indy came. And I was like, this is your second. Like, he's probably going to come faster. Like, it's very likely. Um, But it was like a joke. We didn't really expect it to happen. Um, But I was also devastated that I wasn't going to be able to be there for her birth. um, Because you know? Um, so it was kind of like, I was kind of stoked. I <laughs> um, was really super excited. Of course, I was nervous because I had not prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Like looking back, I'm like, I wish I would have told her to like slow down with her pushing. I wish I, you know, I'm like, you know what? First time catching a baby, I think I did okay. <laughs> yeah. um, but I felt like, I knew that like she was so capable of this Um, and I felt like I knew enough to like, if there was something that immediately needs to be done, like I felt like, okay, I could do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course there was a little part of me that was nervous. I think what helped me was cause it was like, you know, you just do it. Like you just do what's put in front of you. And as she was pushing him out after his head came out, I saw that squeeze, and I saw like all of like the amniotic fluid and everything like come out of his nose and his mouth, and I was like, "That's great!" Like that, uh, like that kind of made me feel better because I'm like, "Okay, I see," like you know, the body working the way it should. And then when she pulled him up, it was like immediate cry, mm-hmm. and it was like loud and clear. It wasn't gurgling, and I was like, "Okay," like seems good. He had great color immediately, so I mm-hmm. feel like any fears that I had were put out by her doing so amazing and him doing so amazing. And I was just happy to be there.
1: (laughs) Wow. That is absolutely incredible. Um, I just can't like, I don't know. It's almost like that is just the birth that you needed, Shelby, like the birth you didn't expect, but then you wonder, okay, well, what would it have been like in the hospital? What would it have been like with Jenna not there? All of these different factors and variables, and you were able to have that immediate bonding time, that immediate connection with your baby, and that's exactly what you specifically needed.
0: Yes, absolutely. It was, it was the birth that I didn't know that I needed, yeah. um, and I've thought about that so many times about like well, what if we had made it to the hospital and I was really upset that Jenna couldn't be there as well. Like obviously Ethan is number one. And, um, in my first labor and delivery, he was an amazing partner. Like he was so natural at it, which was a little bit surprising to all of us because he had never been through anything like that before, but he just like took it on and, Um, So I wasn't concerned about um, giving birth in a hospital um, as far as that went. Um, But having Jenna there as my second support was it was really important the first time. And I just wanted that specific support the second time. And I was really upset that she was not going to be there for that. And I think the Lord just honestly answered that prayer. He was like, "You want both of them there?" Okay, here you go. We'll and just do it in the car. They, yes. <laughs> and um but it was it was just beautiful. Like lo- looking back and in that moment, I was not scared. Like that is a question that I get asked a lot when people hear that I had my baby unassisted in the car um, was, was I scared? And honestly, as soon as we all got into the car and shut the door and drove off, I was like, okay, these, I have my people around me. I can do this. Like I had so much peace. Um, and I feel like that was just, you know, the Lord, the Lord's gift to me in, in this time. So it was, it was an amazing experience and I definitely wouldn't change anything about it.
1: Wow. And how do you feel like that impacted your postpartum journey?
0: Um, I feel like it gave us a really good start because as soon as, I think as soon as we um, got into the ambulance, Um, if I'm remembering correctly, because they were called, they did come and that's how we got to the hospital. Um, I started breastfeeding him and he latched right away. And it was like, I was surprised because I didn't expect that. Um, Just because I hadn't super successfully breastfed before. um, It was just I was like, so surprised, but so happy. Um, and it felt super connecting for both of us. Um, which I think that's what got us started on the right path, like a really strong breastfeeding journey. Um, after we left the hospital, my husband had to go back to work right away. Um, so my mom had planned on us coming to stay with her and, It was the best thing that could have happened because my mom and Jenna took such good care of not only me, but my daughter was there, too. So we stayed with her for a week and it I think that played a huge role in like my mental health after having a baby because they were there helping with everything that I needed to give us time to bond. Um, And while they took care of my daughter uh, feeding me and nourishing my body really well, literally waiting on me hand and foot, it was amazing. And I feel like if you have the opportunity to have someone help you in that way and take care of you and pour into you like that, take it because at first I was a little hesitant because I was like, I don't, you know, want y'all to have to do all of that for me. And, you know, they were obviously like, of course, we're going to do this for you, whether you're at your house or you come stay at mom's, like we're going to do all of this for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So staying there really set the tone for my postpartum. And I also feel like it helped with my breastfeeding journey because I had, you know, all the time to focus on him and, uh, you know, working with him with breastfeeding. And it was, um, it was very little struggle, um, with breastfeeding, which I was so grateful for just because of the, the big struggle with my first, Um, going from that to expecting it to be super hard and draining and hoping to be able to do it. Um, And it just, it took off. And, you know, obviously as, as a newborn, like we did have a few struggles, there were a few hard things um, just a little bit um, with his latch and stuff, but nothing that wasn't corrected pretty quickly. And, we have been very successful for seven months and counting so it's been amazing
1: oh gosh this this is so amazing to hear and just i don't know the beauty of your sisterhood and how that played into this it's just uh, it it feels like such a special thing to get to hear about Um, And so for the two of you to actually have that and to be able to be there for one another and to support each other through the beauty of motherhood and the challenges too is just, it's so lovely. And I, it's what I wish for and hope for all of the other mothers. Um, So Shelby and Jenna, this, this has been such an honor. Thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast.
0: Well, thank you so much for having us. It was really fun. Yeah, (laughs) it
1: was. (laughs) Was that a shocking story or what? Shocking, but so amazing. As we head into today's episode roundup, I have a few thoughts. Number one, sometimes the situations that unfold can impact us in ways that we were not expecting. After her first birth, Shelby ran into difficulties with bonding and breastfeeding. Much of this due to harmful hospital policy. When these things happen, it can be difficult not to carry our concerns into our next experience. Number two, Shelby experienced perinatal depression with her second baby and I'm so glad that she was able to bring up the struggle and difficulty that it brought upon her pregnancy because we see that once she felt comfortable bringing up what was going on, she was immediately validated loved and understood by her husband and her sister. When we can find the courage to speak up about what is troubling us, half of the work is done already. We are then able to have the people who love us support us through whatever it is that we need. There are plenty of counselors and therapists who support women through perinatal depression specifically, so if you find yourself in this position, I lovingly encourage you to seek that support. And finally, sometimes the gift of our birth experience comes in a very unexpected package. Despite the fact that Shelby wasn't envisioning an unassisted car birth on the side of the road, this turned out to be a beautiful gift for herself and for her son. They were able to bond and breastfeed immediately, and she was able to bathe in that beautiful connection that she wanted so desperately during her first experience. How incredible. Okay, my friends, that is all that I've got for you for today. Happy 200 episodes. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Podcast.